0: What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. Like I always say, welcome if it's your first time. If it ain't, hey, hey, we're here again. We're back, baby. Got a great episode today. Uh, my newfound pal, pal, buddy, whatever you want to call it. We're adults, so it's really weird to gauge how the friendship is. Uh, Mark Maron's on the show. He's incredible. I'm on tour. Let's go. We opened up tickets. COVID is done, skis. I love it. Uh, I'm going to be in... Uh, Houston, I'm going to be in uh, Madison. Hey, Madison, we open up the tickets. If you're in Madison, Wisconsin, come out and see your boy. I'm also going to be in Nashville. I'm going to be in Boston. We're putting up a bunch of dates as we go. Go to andrewsantino.com for tickets. andrewsantino.com for them tickets. Let's go. If you want more Whiskey Ginger content, Go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's where I do the solo eps. That's where I do the Cheeto chats, Zooms with the top tier, uh, discounts for Moich, all sorts of fun stuff. Speaking of merch, if you're on YouTube, look down below. There are the shirts. Or go to store.com. Either way, come see me live, andrewsantino.com. That's where you get them tickets. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey.
1: Whisk ginger beer sturdy and ginger like vampires the ginger gene is a curse gingers are beautiful you owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse gingers are hell no this whiskey is
0: excellent ginger I like gingers Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today, Mark Maron. Mark, thank you so much for coming yeah, by. Yeah,
1: welcome back. Have you already been here? Are you rejoining?
0: I'm rejoining. Yeah. Who I'm was, not,
1: here was who? He, what happened before me? You know. You know
0: exactly what happened before. Did you, you just talk or? A comedy whirlwind happened before. Oh, my you. God. Who am I following? I can't even tell you, man. Oh, it's insane. Fuck, man. It's a big secret. Is it
1: amazing, Jonathan, again?
0: Yeah, it is. God damn Can it. Can I tell you something? Did he
1: cut off his hand?
0: He cut off his ear. He Van Gogh it live on my show. Are these chairs okay for you? Because Judd Apatel complained the entire time about the chairs.
1: Really? Did he complain for as long a time as as his movies last? (laughs)
0: So good to set you up for something. I was like, I'll just slide this in and let him either pick up that
1: card or just no, take the hit. No, I, I, I know I'm going to get in trouble. I don't know why I've decided. Why? To...
0: That's fine. It's a joke. He's a comedian. He should get it.
1: I know, but I've done it before, kind of on Twitter. I've, I've brought it to his attention before, but I can't stop myself now. Well. Because like his movies are always like two movies in one. They're very like, long. Hey, that there's the end of that movie. What's this now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gave, hey, look, you know what? I, I didn't shy away. Yeah. My wife told me, don't do not not ask him what you wanted to ask him. And I said to him, I said, hey, I'm going to put you on the spot. I re- I read for you four times, like the table reads. Oh, wow. And I said, how come you never put me in anything?
1: Wow. So you live that life because like I've never read for him, but I know him well. Yeah. Uh, ish. Like yeah. he likes my podcast and stuff. And he knows I act. And he yeah. knows I'm okay at He's it. He's seen you. He knows I By can do point, it. By this point, And he knows not I'm pretty funny. Yeah. Nothing. Never anything. Not even a two-liner nothing so here's what here's the last thing i said to him
0: on uh, when he came on the show i said i i would do table reads for him particularly if they were emergency table reads i'd get calls you did them i would do them all the time
1: and he knows that
0: he was there he called my phone okay he would go hey can you come to sony can you (laughs) come you're that guy then and i would go
1: yeah you're that guy but you know what i don't what
0: i don't do it anymore i said i can't do those anymore i said i love you but to everyone that asked me i would do favors people all the time really table reads are no good I don't like doing them because all they're asking you usually is, hey, we think you're very good at this thing. You can kind of chameleon in the room and you can play a bunch of different right, characters. Right, right.
1: But so could you do this while we wait to see if the guy we want to do it Correct. is going to?
0: Jesse Plemons, really, we're really egging for him. <laughs> So if you could just fill in for JP. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. really what it is. And you can feel it in your bones, especially when they come up to you afterwards and they're like, so good. Oh my God, so good. And you're like, oh, Yeah, sh-. you really
1: helped us out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks for being there. No thanks problem. For, you know, Thank you guys. You made it sound like, you know, we didn't know if some of that stuff would work and you really
0: Yeah, it really we we think it'll work out of yeah. Jesse Plemons' mouth. Yeah. All right. Did, <laughs> did you guys we, validate? Can we say that out loud?
1: Yeah. No, uh, but it's just a it's just uh, a um yeah.
0: it's a vibe I got over.
1: I yeah, but I'm okay, the chair is first of all fine. They're fine with me good uh i don't need see, to complain about Judd? the chairs but i um but i am breaking in i'm trying. oh are you, are you breaking in shoes too
0: no these are these are my old these are old company you know what so these are i put these took these out of the garage mm. these are my usually like doing shit outside shoes but now but i see these are breaking in these
1: merrells no man i just got these in the mail from keen's for nothing so i get sent stuff yeah and i sent back some boots and okay. then they sent these and these were not what i was expecting i just want hiking man i just want hiking yeah. equipment I wouldn't wear these in public, but I got them right <laughs> before I came here, so I figured you might do, as no well. one's gonna see it. Yeah, but we know we
0: have cameras outside of there's TMZ's always
1: outside of here. Oh. But I hire them. I should take these off. No, man, leave them on. I, Wait, why wouldn't you wear them in public? What's wrong with those? There's nothing wrong with them. It's just not my thing, you know? It's These, to me, have a purpose. And yeah. They're not like going to the comedy store. They're not doing a podcast. That put them on, I go up a mountain. It's true, yeah. You know, the other boots, more fashion-oriented. I don't wear sneakers, really, because I'm a grown person. <laughs>
0: Okay, all right. You know what? You're one button too low, and the attitude is hot right now. You're showing a lot of tit on my show. <laughs> you know what, though? I do know I've never seen you not wear boots, so that I should have known that when I saw those on you.
1: Yeah, I know. well, I mean, that would have been awkward. What's your you most would've...
0: expensive pair of boots? Probably 500 That's a lie. No, it's true. Mark, you have a lot of money. There's no chance you have it. I know, but spent... I don't
1: spend it. I, you know what I bought? Yeah. I don't really uh i drove i drive an avalon that it's, i bought i like that that's in nice cash i yeah. like that car yeah that's a nice car um i bought it I, I could have leased it but leasing feels like renting to me i don't know what the point of it is correct yeah uh I, I have a nice stereo system i spent i did spend uh six grand on an old guitar but outside of that not i'm not a big spender what so do what, i have
0: what are you doing with it then
1: i don't know <laughs> There's nothing? I, I know that I can eat anywhere I want to.
0: Yeah, once I got to that point in my life, I was very satisfied.
1: Yeah, what you go, of, you go you I don't can even think eat, it. and that doesn't matter. You go buy groceries. I don't know what does it. Pay? I have no and, idea. Sometimes you go, like, what the fuck did I buy? Right. Oh, it's that the vitamins. <laughs> right. Right. A hundred dollars. You take those off. Yeah. yeah. Almonds. Yeah. Are almonds that $90 expensive? Ninety dollars for almonds? Put them back. Um, yeah. So I, I don't. Uh, I I'm going to start spending money. Thank you, you ne- for you reminding to. me. Like what? what should well, here,
0: Here's why. My One of my dad's best friends is now, he's getting to the point when his financial advisor said, hey man, you're not going to last much longer. He's in his late 70s. He what goes, are you doing? Yeah. Dude, what's going on? Yeah, What are you going to do with this money? Yeah. Your kids are set up. Yeah. Your wife is happy. Right. You guys live, a, spend them fucking money. Yeah, Dude, this guy will still fly coach and he has oh, no, a fuckload of money. I no, I know, about. but that's my thing is my dad was like, what's your deal? And he finally got around to like admitting to himself
1: this fear from his father and, you know. Well, you got to save it. It's well, like yeah. comics have it too. I have it too. Oh, I still have it back. Yeah, where you're like, I don't know how long it's going to last. All right, this could run out today. Yeah, like, I don't know. What's, maybe there's going to be some weird meltdown with the infrastructure of the banks. That, yeah. uh, a hack attack. <laughs> I'm going to lose everything. Right. So you know,
0: I don't want to have lease payments that I can't afford. I don't want to have things that- I don't that's carry how any debt. Off. Yeah, me neither. You don't? No, zero, literally none. Do you have a house? Yeah, that's the debt I have. I bought the house. See, I thought about that, but my but I was told not to buy it all. Cash.
1: I know, but that's that's like because money people think that it's like, hey man, it's a, if you if you buy it all, that means all that money that you could be making money with, you dumped it into the house. Stupid. Yeah. Whereas if you just get a good low mortgage rate, right, and you're just chipping away at that, then you have all this other money to make a lot of money with. Right. So that's I should the just buy the house. Huh?
0: I should buy it out right Well, I don't know.
1: It depends what kind of money guy. Are you a money guy? Do you care about that stuff? Are you on top of it? Do you have crypto? Do you understand the world? I did not
0: do crypto. I don't know anything about it. Do you know why? Because why? it's so vague to me that I stay away from stuff I know nothing about. That's well, you know what? My, how my I deal rule. with money?
1: Hmm. I got a guy that I trust because yeah. he's a family friend. It doesn't mean he won't bilk me. He will. No, he won't. Mm-hmm. His mother is my mom's best friend. I've heard this story a thousand times. <laughs>
0: Could you believe it? His mom was my mother's best friend. Yeah. It's such an easy way for him All to of get it you. All gone. Yeah. Gone. They don't even know where he is. The Mark Marin true story. That's the clip they
1: use. Oh, now All I'm in this, now I'm in this trailer. I'm in a trailer. <laughs> I was on set and I just told him I wanted to keep
0: the trailer. Can we give Mark the trailer? He's going through a tough time. He it's got Tough robbed.
1: time. Not even a good one.
0: Half a hey, trailer. Your money guy says what? He says, uh, "Mark, you're fine with money. Buy
1: the house." No, no, no. I I mean I I I had an accountant that I made my business manager. That guy's been my accountant since I was like 20. Okay. And uh, he used to handle a lot of us. And I think he still has a few of us. Sure. From New York. And from, I think he burrs with him. And maybe, uh, maybe uh, I got, I know I, I got Tom to call him. I, he's been a comic guy for a long time. Hold on one second. Is his initials B-L? No. Okay. No, uh, H-A.
0: Okay. Well, we can talk about it.
1: Harvey Altman. Who no, I
0: just threw out a name. Oh. I just threw
1: out letters. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's, was, so anyway so I, I got the money manager right and he's the guy that usually says well maybe you ought to do this maybe you don't do that maybe the guy who handles the money you know the guy who's got my what is it portfolio or whatever sure, sure. he just knows I'm conservative I don't want to take any big chances and you know just keep my money make, making a little money little tiny bits of money you don't do big risks ever huh not really. I mean, I could sometimes I think about it, but I'm always glad I don't because I don't think they would have worked out. Yeah, but also, like, do you have another property? Do you have a rent? Do you have an own a second property?
0: Uh, I'm invested in another in two other things.
1: Really? Yeah. Here? No. Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So you're you're a partner in a rental property, and where?
0: In Colorado Springs.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Are you from Colorado? No. So some guy just talked to you. It into was that. A,
0: it was a business manager. My business manager's. Uh, a partner of his had this equity opportunity.
1: See, this position. is another one of those stories. This yeah. is, a, that's the same story that you were telling about me. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: This I is, know. Look, but if I lose that money, it wasn't that much where it's going to kill me. It's,
1: I, this well, is what me. if they show up and go like, you know, what you didn't realize is now you owe <laughs> good. Well, that. Then I'm
0: running. <laughs> then I'm running. I'm getting the gun and I'm running. I'm getting in the car and I'm, <laughs> did you hear uh, what happened to Santino? That's my story. I hate. He you. was
1: on the run for the rest of Are you of a sucker life. in general?
0: No, honestly, no, because I'm cheap. I'm quite cheap, so I can't. You can't suck on me because I'm a cheap. I'm a cheapo.
1: I'm hyper vigilant because yeah. my dad's a sucker. When the great sucker is my father,
0: like anybody could get your dad. Oh God, it's Ridiculous. embarrassing.
1: Like you know, when I was growing up, someone talked him into a silk screening business.
0: How was that even a good idea,
1: Dad? A silk screening business
0: never going to take off.
1: So I thought, like, well, this is a good opportunity for me. Now, I don't think I've ever told that story. Like he had this. He was a. He had big stake in this dumb silk screening business that some doctor's brother had dragged him into his right. buddy he, my dad's a doctor they're the worst he doctors was a doctor. the worst <laughs> doctors are the worst people well no they just see him coming uh, cuz they don't know anything about money right they know about bones doctors right doctor stuff so he's got he's a partner in this fucking silk screening business i'm in boston like sweating away drinking myself into oblivion i think i don't think i don't even think i was in college anymore i can't remember but i'm like i got this great idea for a t-shirt so I'm like, my dad's got a silk screening business. Mm, perfect. So I designed this t-shirt that was basically um it was the slogan of Massachusetts. And it had the the parking tickets in Massachusetts were this orange color. And if you huh. get a lot of them, they put a boot on your car. Oh yeah. So they that. were they were just all over the place, right? These orange parts. So I just this, this silk screen did, it had it was like a orange parking ticket. On a, on an American flag with the logo of uh, or with the 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 slogan of Massachusetts on it. I, it was clever, I yeah, guess. I like it. But it was the one shirt, right? And I I went and got a a permit to sell them on the street. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is it, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be a millionaire. <laughs> oh yeah, I got boxes of these shirts. <laughs> and I went out there and I stood on Boston Commons with my one shirt and my permit. Sold two. Hey hey. And and the rejection was too much for me to handle. So I had that box of shirts. So you
0: became a comedian instead? Sure.
1: I was already a comedian, but it wasn't that I wasn't getting paid. Right. But I had the box of shirts. Where yeah. are they
0: now? I got them. You yeah. do? No.
1: <laughs> God, I wish you did 30 so years bad.
0: later, People hold on to shit like you wouldn't believe. That's something I, like, I'm going
1: in. that's going in. I'm gonna get rid of it. You gotta get rid of stuff. You do?
0: You gotta get rid of have stuff. Have you? Yes. I don't know. I don't how I, old are you? I have almost nothing. How 37. Old how much could you have? A, a lot of bullshit. In my what'd garage. you get rid of? Everything. All old, like, I collected stuff from, like, my college years. I had old shit in a big bin from stuff that I was like, why would I even hold on to any of this stuff? It was yeah. just, like, I also old notebooks I finally threw
1: away. Really? Mm-hmm. The yeah. evidence? Yeah, I don't the give evolution? a fuck. The like, evolution? All that stuff. What is, about the, the Santino Library at what are the they college you went to? Burn it. Burn it to the ground. What about the archives? Burn it. The estate? Burn, burn it. it.
0: What's that artist? Why can't I think of him? Uh, John. I don't
1: even know what. He burned
0: his entire, he burned his entire. Oh um art collection that was started his thing? from scratch why can't i think of his name it was br- like he what, what was happening was he was getting all this criticism from one of his agents or managers of why aren't you putting out some of this stuff yeah
1: john baldassari john oh, baldassari yeah
0: and baldassari said um i don't fucking want to put it out why yeah. do you keep egging me about yeah it? yeah yeah and his agent was like well i i just really think there's some value in some of that stuff and he goes i don't like it or that's not done yet yeah and so he said he had, you know, this impetus one night. He was like, oh, fuck this. You know what? And he burned all of it. Well, that's.
1: I well, like he, it. But that's that's a statement from an artist. You like, you know, I guess if you don't care about that shit, no one's yeah. going to care about it. I mean, I know. That's what I mean. Though. My big fear. I used to do a bit about that. Like you keep all this shit and what's going to happen to it is like my mother. If I die, my mother and my brother can be like, I don't know. Should we throw it yeah. out? <laughs> yeah, yeah we, it
0: Now on. we have to throw. That's what my dad said. When he cleaned <laughs> out my mo- my grandmother's house, he goes. Throw, he goes, honestly, Just throw throw everything away. Don't keep any of our shit. That's how I feel. What what am I gonna do
1: with it? But the weird thing is over the pandemic, you you know, I was, um, I'd gone through, I was doing uh, live IGs, Instagrams, Mm -hmm. and I I found my old notebooks, not notebooks, my old calendars from like Uh, the 90s. That's cool. Well, it's cool because like, I don't remember. You know, your memory's limited, but if you go through your calendar and you're like, oh, that gig. Oh, shit. That was terrible. Yeah. Like, and I could do it. Like, I could see where I was on weekends, and there were clubs I'd forgotten, one-nighters and shit. Right. And it all starts to come back to you. Did you remember the money, too? Did you remember those? Some days? of it's written down. It, well, oh, you'd mark it, be like- 125 Wow. $75. And you had to drive three hours to that one. So you pretty much broke even every time you did those gigs? Nah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to remember that stuff, because it was- when I started, we were it was a one-nighter thing. It was Boston, right. so it was regional one-nighters. That's how it worked: two-man shows, drive in, hour, drive home, half hour, forty-five for the closer. So you have a two-man shows when I was starting out. So I avoided opening for the most part and went straight to a half hour. You know, kind of one-nighter trip where you just gorilla shit, where you're walking into a you know place that doesn't do comedy right. to do comedy. Yes, set the stage. Put for down some your other.
0: forks. There's some comedians yeah. getting. We on turn stage. the TV off. <laughs> no? <laughs>
1: no, no. All right, fellas,
0: talk over the TVs.
1: <laughs> but you know, I don't know. It, it wasn't a break even thing. I, if you if you stacked up enough gigs and you were, yeah, I, we lived differently then, man. Yeah, well, it was also. I lived in an attic. I paid rent. If I had $800 in the bank, I was like, thank God. You're a millionaire. I'm going to be okay. Right. I don't know if I ever thought I was a millionaire. But <laughs> well, I thought a- I was rich the first time I made a couple
0: of bucks off of a gig. I was like, well, if this is it, if I can make this for the rest of my life. I was okay with it. Yeah. I was like, if I could just make a couple of hundred bucks every gig. Oh, man. I would just gig. I could just do this as much as I can and I'd be okay. That's how I used to feel.
1: I was so stupid. When I look back on the club stuff, like when I was featuring or even when I was headlining on the off weeks or whatever they were, I, can, I never drew as a headliner. But I didn't know these motherfuckers. I couldn't understand, given what I was making as a feature, mm-hmm. how headliners were making a good living. But they were all doing these door deals. Right. Because you do door deals now. You're like, holy fuck. Like, if you work a weekend at, like, Comedy Works in Denver, and you do a door deal, and you sell out, and they show you your check, you're like, is that, are you sure? Yes. Okay. You know, and that's right. what they were doing in the 80s, like a lot of those big guys. And this was the same money back then. It, close probably That's what I'm saying.
0: so with, with inflation it didn't much didn't change today they were making that money now which is
1: I never got it and I like, and I was so thrilled to have an $800 feature week Wednesday through Sunday right I was like I'm killing it $800 <laughs> for 12 shows
0: you live in the good life yeah because you can't imagine because you worked a lot of sh- didn't you work shitty regular guy jobs a few see I, I worked enough of them over the years I started when I was 15 and like McDonald's was the beginning you started working when you were 15 yeah I did do, I, I didn't stop working until I quit in 2010. I always had a job until in 2010, I could quit and do comedy
1: full time. I always, yeah, I always had jobs, but they weren't, they were shitty, but they were kind of cool. Like my first job, sorry, my first job in high school, I, I, I became like a shift manager of this bagel joint right across from the university, owned by this lunatic Coke addict. And he liked me and he gave me this job, and it was cool college kids. And yeah. I, was, I started as a counter guy. Doing short order shit, and then I got you know, and then he made me a shift manager. So it wasn't McDonald's, and there's all these cool college girls. See, around mine was there. sad.
0: It was embarrassing. Well, it's pretty hated standard, it. yeah. It's McDonald's, but it was also like people would see you from high school that you knew, and you were like, fuck. I, was yeah, I had that. That, that happened so later
1: after I came out to LA that first time, and and got fucked up on drugs and went back to Boston where I started, yeah. and I got a job at a coffee place. It was pre-Starbucks, and it was right in Harvard Square, and. You know, I was just a barista at this place called the Coffee Connection that was literally upstairs from Catch a Rising Star. And I remember like Dave Cross and CK would come in and I Louis used to tell a story about why he decided I was an okay guy. He doesn't like me now, but back then He doesn't
0: like you now. No. Maybe no. maybe he doesn't you just don't know it. No,
1: no, he's very mad at me yeah. for I what am I gonna do? Right. You know what I mean? I, I was uh, were we supposed to die on that hill, all of us? So <laughs> <laughs> but uh but he, saw, he thought I was an asshole, but then he saw me at one well, of those dishwashers. You remember, do you remember those dishwashers that you had to open up? Of course, I did, I did <laughs> that. Yes. You had to rinse out yes. the fucking Right, so I was doing that yeah. in the coffee shop, and he looked over, this, like, and he just saw miserable me spraying those glasses out, and he's like, he's okay. That, that kid's guy. not bad. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. In here... We pour hey, everybody, if you're looking to turn your cool idea into something tangible and legit like a website or uh, you want to sell stuff on the Internet uh, and you want to create a page to blog from, whatever you want to do, get your voice out there, whatever it is, you got to use Squarespace. I use Squarespace, and I've told you this before. I'm not a smart person. So it was very, very easy. Um, you can showcase all your work there, and they have such uh, incredible templates for you to use. It's so easy to um, even a Dumbo like me can do it. They got 24/7 award-winning customer support. Uh, they got free and secure hosting. Nothing to patch or upgrade ever, which is great because others do. Uh, and they've got built-in built-in search engine optimization, so they can tell you analytics uh, from who's visiting your site to who's purchasing stuff or who's clicking on stuff or who's coming from where. Um, Squarespace really does make it simple and easy to create beautiful stuff using theirs. Uh, their templates, or just going at it on your own. So if you're looking to make a website, trust me, this is the answer to all of your problems. Uh, go to squarespace.com slash whiskey, as it were, for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. No matter what it is, domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, they got it all in one. Go to squarespace.com slash whiskey for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code whiskey for 10% off Your first purchase of a website or domain. Ginger. I like gingers. That does give you a moment of humility when someone sees you working with your hands. Especially like that. Yeah, you just go... Dishwasher
1: is like the job. It's the saddest job in the world. It is. You're all alone. It's the punchline.
0: But at least now, I saw the... Like, I was talking to the dishwasher. I just did Addison Improv, and I said hi to him for a second. I was by the kitchen, and I was like, you know i didn't want to pry too much at him but he said this big smile on his face and he had took out his headphones he's like uh he's like i think i'm gonna be able to see you the last the last show i go oh right on man yeah and i was like how's it going back here and he's like it's great dude i put on some tunes or podcasts and i just fucking disappear and i was like i guess that's great because when i was doing dishwashing and busing and all that shit in the restaurants in college it was sad i was alone that you were tucked in a weird corner i couldn't there was nobody had headphones and cell phones and podcasts and it didn't exist i sat there with no music Ugh. just listening to my own sadness as i sprayed off of yeah, you know, yeah. the shit off of these plates and it's
1: just ringing your no, it's all your future yes, 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 yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all you hear i worked at the at the food services when i was in college like yeah. i worked behind i served food to college students two peers yeah <laughs> At the, yeah, I worked at uh, two of them. My, my buddy Lance, who was my roommate, he worked back there too in the kitchen. It was just a gig you could get. Yeah. But so I made it sort of a performative thing. You know, I used to rename the dishes like to you know, see if people like... What, what, what Like what? Well, like they just have dumb, like they would make these like uh, like a like, uh, you know, Greek casserole or something and I'd add like things like the pride of kings or something like that. <laughs> then yeah, people right. would like ask for it seriously. I'll have the pride of kings and i just sit there. As like, you must. <laughs> as you must my lord I'd, I'd always rename shit and i'd fuck with people and I'd, i used it as a performing space like i never I'd, i never thought they were looking down at me because i was just I was. you never felt
0: that job. way you never felt that way at a job where people saw you do something publicly and you're never like oh they're judging me and i can feel it
1: yeah comedy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah but that every, one you ask yeah. for I guess. we're asking for it no, like, I mean like did like, you like did you ever have a gig where a girl who you liked saw you doing it and you were like, Well, this is the worst feeling I've ever had in my fucking life.
1: I feel like I I have, but like it was I was usually in restaurants, so it wasn't terrible. That's not too bad. Yeah. You know, and I usually could give people free food. Like I had a little juice. See, I valeted you know I mean? like,
0: and I valeted a girl and her a guy she was hanging out with's car that I had like kind of crushed on. And I Made me feel like I didn't exist in the Ooh, world.
1: I've had. I think I've had those feelings just in life. Yeah. You know, well, without, we ha- you have them all without the, time. the job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's even worse because I'm doing a service for them. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. They, no, they like, yeah, get yeah. out of a car. I have to drive his car. And yeah. She's like, yeah. Yeah. What's up? How are yeah. you? And I'm like yeah fucking i want to disappear i could light myself on fire if i if i had it
1: i have felt the opposite of that where i've i've driven such a shitty car to events where i they got to park the car oh i felt like i sorry man do you want me to do it i'll park
0: (laughs) (laughs) i kind of want another car that's a total piece of shit whenever i go to something nice and show up with that because that makes me feel I, i like that exchange that's better to be like. Yeah, I used I drive to drive, my drive up of of in shit. this
1: fucking shitty 2006 gray Camry that I eventually sold to Ryan Singer for like nothing, had a, like 150,000 miles on. I just in my mind, I'm like, what do I need a new car for? And I would drive up to events at like the London and just, just be in like that? in that car. And be That's like, dope. Uh, it, and then in my mind, I'm like, I gotta fucking change this. I mean, mm-hmm. I can afford this, right? Cabo, but what af- you don't give a fuck about cars? I don't. But here's what I did. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna get a brand new black Camry.
0: <laughs> moving up,
1: dude. Yeah, and I did. Just you guys wait and, and see. And I felt good about it because at least it was clean, it was black, it was a new car. Right. Still a Camry, but it, I didn't feel like but an it, But
0: I guess th- those are the things, like for me, I've got little things that I will... Like I always had crushes on cars as a kid. I was obsessed. Yeah. And so, like, that's something I want I always kind of want to spend a little bit of money on. Like, I just feel like those things are okay with me because I have wanted them things for so up long. so
1: quickly. The the obsession isn't worth it. Like right now, for some reason, I'm I'm spinning out about everything. Like I made it through lockdown. You know, I stayed lean. I stayed sane. You know, I had personal tragedy in my life. I got past that a bit, but I, I didn't lose my mind or get fat. But for some reason, right, right. now we're coming out of it. And I'm like, I'm just shoving bread into my face. <laughs> and I'm like freaking out about fucking everything. Just ridiculous shit, man. Yeah. And what's plaguing uh, you the most? Well, everything happens at the same frequency for me. Hmm. Like, you know, like I'm out of coffee filters. Shit, I lost my foot. You know, they, <laughs> like, they're, like they're, there's no difference in intensity right. of, of anything. So it's all overwhelming. Like, uh, I threw away two entire watermelons last night and Why? I was angry. Why? Because it's not quite watermelon season. And I've got a system where I know how to pick a watermelon. So I figured like, and I've already had two duds and it made me mad. So I bought, uh, I I wanted some more melons. I bought two. I figured at one of these is going to be all right. Both of them suck. So at 1230 last night, I was angrily throwing watermelon away. (laughs)
0: That's like a cartoon of an event that happened in somebody's life. How, how do you, by the way, I've never bought a watermelon in my life. I like watermelon. Yeah, but what an what did it, what, a, what a, uh, an egregious lopsided thing to have to carry out of the grocery store. How do you do that with bags? What two bags and a watermelon? Well, either
1: you put it in the bag or you put it in the cart on its don't own. Don't it. it the Get cart. them at the
0: store when you eat it with a you meal. Need
1: sliced, you, you buy them sliced section. I like cold watermelon. I like to pick. I, I thought I had it down. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna. I don't think it's quite seasoned yet. Here's another thing that happened. This is this is where I'm at. I have this bottle, this water bottle that I like. Right, it's a certain brand, but I, it didn't matter. It was a swag. It was free. It was from. It was like a twenty-three and Me water bottle. I don't even know why, how S- I got it. Swell, which one is it? No Liberty. Liberty. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. You do mm-hmm. with that top. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're good, right? They're very good. They're fucking great. Yeah, Swell's terrible. Yes, yeah, well, shit. All right, so so it's a Liberty. This episode sponsored by Swell. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, my fucking cat, I got a kitten now. And I don't know what happened to the top, but it's gone. The, the top is gone. Huh. I don't know if it's in the garbage. I don't know if I'm going to find it somewhere eventually. But I've got my Liberty bottle that I like. I don't even care that it's 23andMe. No top. <laughs> so I do some research. I find Liberty. I find the website. I buy five fucking bottles and two extra tops, all different colors, and an insulated bottle. Like, I'm going to show me like what is that? And I'm full of spite. I'm like, I'm gonna have a, a bunch of these. You now. just wait, me. Yeah, exactly. You just wait. I'll show you. You.
0: By the way, that will become that'll come, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll you'll have nothing to do with it. Oh, it won't exist
1: anymore. I'm gonna throw away all the swells. I'll throw. Yeah. Well, that's what happens with everything. Eventually, like the car I got. I fuck them up, man. I can't, like, that's why I can't get new. Everything I buy, I fuck up. I got some new shoes, like, that I kind of like I dropped it, like, salad dressing on the leather. It's over <laughs> for months. It's just the way I am. The Camry, I, I fucked up the door. This you car, is. I want to bring it in to get touched up. Are you prone to these things? No, it's just some, I don't know if it's a, a karma thing or what. I'm not really prone to it. But for the most part, within two or three weeks of me owning anything, I'll fuck it up a little bit and live with it
0: do you think that subconscious you kind of like to fuck it up because if it's too shiny it's annoying
1: no because like i because then i have to deal with the aggravation of that and then i have to wait it out there's a lesson there but i don't need to learn it every fucking time
0: but, <laughs> but i do but I you I do. obviously I, the universe is saying that you do need to learn something something again.
1: like it's like maybe it's too much attachment to these things and that's why i don't spend money on things i try to get free things as much as possible and now when things get fucked up i because it happens to me so much i'm like yeah what so, am i gonna do okay what happened to you i don't know
0: who cares yeah do you way. give stuff away a lot do you do that yeah because i get we get free shit and what at some getting? point i just if sponsors send us stuff i, I got do. these boots well those are nicer than the shit i get i get but i just give stuff away
1: yeah By well, way, what you are you gonna do, you, do with you
0: it you chew do you chew uh um, tobacco t- uh gum uh no you know like uh not cigarette, but All, uh, chew orbits no but All gum with gum with nicotine in it i used to
1: not anymore i've been Man, almost two years off of nicotine oh really yeah you don't ever sneak it no man, I was so fucking strung out, dude. I can't do anything because it's just all day. Yeah. We have too much time in our profession. Yeah, it's nothing are you but kidding time. me? I mean, I'll drink two quarts of coffee a day until I'm like, like I have to nap. Over, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that's like my grandmother would drink two pots of coffee. Yeah, because she, she had. We have the same time. Yeah, you have the, nothing <laughs> going on. She has nothing to fucking do. No, but I I was on nicotine. I would go to sleep with those lozenges in my mouth. I fucking loved them. I'd get up, I'd take one, and like all day long, just like half awake from nicotine lozenges. And sometimes, like when I was doing snooze or dip or whatever, the packets, I'd fucking go to sleep with it in my mouth. Shut up.
0: For real. It wouldn't make you sick in the morning? No, dude. I was sort of like, (laughs) oh, my
1: head. You know, like I'd wake up in the middle of the night, like, Slosh it out and knock out again?
0: Yeah. Yuck yuck dude that's like well that's like i knew people that fell asleep with cigarettes in bed like they would smoke in bed i never did that the old days of people smoking inside no did you grow up with cigarettes indoors like mom sure, and dad sure. smoke
1: inside? No, my parents didn't really smoke. My mom smoked a little bit, but I smoked starting at like age 14. And I remember being on planes, smoking in the... It had the smoking section on airplanes. So cool. In the back f- two rows or bring three Bring that rows. back. Why not bring it back? Can you even imagine <laughs> that smell? <laughs> like what plane? were the... What, what, we, everyone was so accustomed to it. There's no way uh-uh. you can smoke on a plane and not have that whole plane smell like fucking cigarettes.
0: Cloth seats too back then. We were
1: just smoking them, filling up those ashtrays, drinking Back there,
0: yeah. See, I like that. I think there should be one airline that still captivates the old. They can still like
1: that. do the smoking. Yeah, why not? I just can't imagine. You can't even ima- if someone lit a cigarette inside. Now people would be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> like <laughs> you be <laughs> pure panic. Oh, totally.
0: Yeah. No, that is true. Except for, by the way, I was in. Where were we? It was a bar in Texas, and I was like, are people smoking in here? And they were like, yeah, no, you can still smoke inside this fucking bar. I was like, holy shit. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) The last time I saw someone at a bar smoking was college. Did you smoke? I did for a while, and then I stopped.
1: What, you took it up later in life?
0: I did all through college, and then later in college, and then I quit. I don't probably... Seven, eight years ago. Look, but I will buy a pack once in a while and smoke secretly by myself. I
1: just had to like shut that sad, part weirdo. of, yeah, that part of my brain off somehow because I smoke cigars. Like my problem is, like I'm so addictive. Like, see, w- what always happens with me is I'll get off the lozenges, right, and I'll, I'll get clean from nicotine, mm-hmm. and then like one day, I'll, like six months later, I'll be like, I can have a cigar, just one. Yeah, and I'll fuck smoke it. that one cigar, and then within like three weeks, I'm smoking two or three cigars a day. A I'm day? Just, yeah. I'm just sitting out there smoking them. <laughs> like an old porch. Southern guy on a porch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. And uh, and then I got to get back on the nicotine to get off the cigar. To wean away again. But, yeah, you never life. did cold turkey? Not not until this last time. But um, but like, I haven't smoked cigarettes in forever. But, uh, but the lozenges and the cigar thing, I just love it. I love, I love, the, I guess my point was, is there, you can go to cigar stores and smoke in there.
0: I know. I like that. And you can sit outside and there's like a community kind of. It's there's the some- worst community, dude. I know, I know. It's the people I, you don't want to hang out with.
1: Because I travel, right? And yeah. when you travel, you got to find your shit. Like, so I, sometimes I bring cigars, sometimes wouldn't. So I look up the fucking cigar place in like one of the roads, play, in one of the gigs I was doing mm-hmm. and go drive there. And there'd just be this community of fucking dudes five dudes sitting there like they're king shit smoking their middle of the road cigars <laughs> yeah one, but i bet you but i bet you those guys one have idiot stories. holding court sure they do
0: yeah i, I want to know i want to know the. i like getting those little
1: weird nooks. the thing on the i road. love about those things is so is they give you the weird stink guy when you get there they're like huh who the fuck is this the guy? stranger <laughs> you know, What's going they're on? not inviting No, you know no no mean? no they're
0: not no you're in their house yeah they're in this. What's up with this guy wearing hiking oh, boots? Just,
1: yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm breaking
0: mind. these in. Yeah, this come on. A- this
1: I wouldn't wear these out like this. Usually, <laughs> I wear like a like a white boot or a red wing boot. And they're like, listen, boy, yeah, you yeah. come in here with that attitude. <laughs> I just like tuck away by myself and like smoke a really strong
0: cigar. Where's your favorite city to tour to disappear in? Like when you go there and you're like, man, I love this city because when I do the gig.
1: I can go do whatever I do
0: XYZ when I'm
1: there. I like, there's some cities I, I've grown to like. I like yeah. Chicago a lot. I like, yeah. My hometown. Oh, is it? What do you do in Chicago while you're there? What's
0: eat like Eat meat? Yeah, see. I get. I'm a food. I'll like, eat.
1: I'll do the food thing. I'll what else have I got? Constantly. Okay, I'm not going to be drinking beers or right. smoking cigars. Right. You can eat whatever the food is of the place.
0: Do you go to events or museums or any of that kind of shit? Or Sometimes. That
1: sound, Sometimes. Like,
0: yeah. I look for that everywhere we go. Me and this guy, Chris O'Connor, who goes with me. He'll he'll will be pretty out. Connor, great New York comic, great dude. He's well, he's a Philly kid, but he lives in New York now.
1: But he was he out here? Who no. am I thinking of? Okay, no. okay, no, okay.
0: no. no he's a, he's a New York guy now. He, uh, he lives with Shane Gillis, and you New- you know Shane?
1: Yeah, I yeah. kind of I know that name.
0: Chris, Shane but- Shane got hired and fired by SNL the same week.
1: Oh right, the that guy, guy who got in trouble for yeah saying uh, what? Say it. Go ahead or- and
0: say it, and we'll uh, we'll put it in there.
1: <laughs> I don't remember what he said.
0: Yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> it's a scrolling above us no i you know i it, uh, and and but chris always chris always is like hey i found this museum do you want to go yeah. and i'm always down because i do want to go i try to get cultured i don't have a lot of culture i didn't come from a
1: yeah you can't tell me anything about yourself because you're going to do my podcast tomorrow okay so it's tricky it's okay a tricky situation
0: uh, i won't say anything was,
1: well no i mean you just said you're stupid i am I, stupid oh, okay
0: and I don't have any culture.
1: Yeah. Did you grow up with culture? Yeah, I did. You did? I did. Because your dad was a doctor. No, because my mother was an artist. My dad
0: had Yeah, but I'm learn. saying you had the money to fund the art.
1: Well, no, but I mean, no, my mother was interested in art. Sure. So she would take me places when she was like, we, we would go, most of my family was uh, in New Jersey, right? So that's where my parents grew up, but we lived in New Mexico because that's where my father decided to start his life. So we would go back and my mom would – we'd go around these exhibits at like the Museum of Modern Art and shit for the big Picasso retrospective or the Cezanne retrospective. And she was just engaged with that. So I got a lot of that. Right. Mostly visual art.
0: What was she what – was, what was her art uh, medium She was a choice. painter
1: and the, she also did photography and she did some silk screening. She went back to get her master's um, in college, you know, after I, I think I'd gone to college, but she never finished it. But she's always – was always – painting and doing shit. Did she have kind of a hero aspect in your life? No. No, huh? No, but uh, but because of her, I think there was always uh my my parents were pretty hands off and and relatively uh irresponsible and selfish. But it was good. I think it was better than getting my ass kicked by my parents. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But they were she was always very supportive of whatever. And and if I drew things or I did photography or whatever, it it was, uh, she was always impressed or excited about that. Sure. So I did that stuff.
0: This, you, it's call, say I'm wrong, but you seem like, cause I'm this way, uh. I was embarrassed to tell people I did comedy for a long time. Did you, when you first started, were you telling them that you did comedy
1: or did you hide it? No, I, I told them, but like the worst part about telling anybody anything, they, they only know three comics. Sure. So for however long it takes you to uh, appear on something that their friends will see, that you're not really doing anything. Yeah. It, they weren't like, you know, why are you wasting your life? But they, they were like, so is there any way I can see that? I don't know. It's uh, That's somewhat supportive. That's oh, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah show yeah, yeah. it to us, I guess. If no, they there. would come see me. You know, oh, they and would. They, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and now my dad comes. If my dad's in the audience, I will just tear him an asshole for half an hour. And he loves it. He does? They, it's to the point that the audience is like, this is weird. And he's right. just back there crying. So Losing like that, it, yeah. Are you bringing up personal shit? Oh Losing yeah, that? yeah. Oh, yeah. He, like, I was a, uh, I w- that was the sort of dynamic, man. You know, my dad was a um, kind of a depressive, so that was sort of the relationship after a certain point. But they would come see me even when I sucked. I think the hardest, the hardest hit I took family wise was when I did my first HBO half hour ninety five, and my grandma Goldie, who who was a, really a person who turned me on to comedy in a way because she would go to vegas Mm. and see like she loved buddy hackett and these you know don rickle and she would talk about them my grandfather loved slapstick and shit they dug that stuff but she i guess sat down a bunch of her friends you know to watch my 95 hbo special and like i can feel it yeah and uh and like i never heard from her ever again no 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 But she ended it, up but dying like shortly when I, after when it. i finally talked to her she was like why is it so filthy what do you what but do you're not is. a filthy comic no but it was all the saying the fuck oh oh saying the word fuck oh, yeah and yes, it was just yes, i overdid yes. it and yeah. I, you know i don't because like when you do hbo for some reason you know i've done a million conans and everything when you have to do it clean you do it yeah but if you don't you don't. you don't. Yeah, that's it. That's the rule of comedy. <laughs> do I have to be clean? No, I'm not gonna. But it's so weird. You know, these guys are like, I can't do five minutes without saying fuck. You're like, really? I'm sure you can. Yeah. I, yeah. But there those. That's those. Like that is the first indicator. If there's some sort of like test for someone who's going to sabotage your entire life. It's that. Right. I can't do five minutes without saying fuck. No, you might as well quit. Right. Because you're- It's, <laughs> it's not
0: going to work. This is going to be a tough go around, dude. If you, if that's all you need. But when you do HBO, you think you you have you have you the freedom have to, to, to just say whatever you want. Well, that
1: thing, that whole thing, like uh, I was flying by the seat of my pants. That thing is this rare, eventually, you, you know, I kind of honed it, but I, I've done it this way before, but I was, when I did that HBO special in 95, I was sort of- I was a club comic. I started in regular stand-up clubs. But at that time in 95, that's when that alt thing started Mm. in New York, right? Yes. So I would go do these these alt things where I would just like improvise. And it was all bitter, weird, dark shit. But I would just, it was good for me because that's how I generate. I don't write things down. I don't know how you work. But so I was in that mode. So for some reason, for that HBO half hour, I was like, I'm just going to kind of wing it.
0: You wait for the fucking special. Yeah,
1: so like you know, (laughs) I had so I like I had like an outline. I had stuff I was doing, but I wasn't tight, you know. I and it wasn't, and it I did a thing that I didn't realize I was going to do a story. Thank God I did it. It saved the whole goddamn special.
0: You didn't even know you were. You there was no plan to do that as a closer or anything. No,
1: nothing. No, I think I I can't even remember what I closed with. But but there was this long. There was a great story about uh, going to a Jerry Garcia concert. That like people remember and it's a good story, but I literally on the special you see me go like, am I going to do that? Yeah, okay, I'll do it, and it was like ridiculous, right. that, and I it was such a wasted opportunity, and and I've done that a couple of times, but I I understood why my grandmother was upset because I went up there, I'd smoked weed earlier in the day, and I was sort of like, I'm going to honor what I'm doing. There's another one that's really bad. Huh. Uh, it, it was at the Aspen Comedy Festival. It was this, it was a. A show that they shot up there called Kicking Aspen. Boy, did I tank! Oh my god! So I'm in that same sensibility. It's like I've got this long story, and it's good. There are beats in it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just do one story. And never uh, done it before, by the way. No, I've done before. Yeah, but not enough. Not, to, not like that. No. Yeah. And uh, but like when you're in a story and ain't working, you're stuck, dude. No, you have to tell the rest of the story. Oh yeah. There's you can't no. just go anyway. You guys, no. you know, you know how it goes. No.
0: No, you have to yeah, just trudge all the way through. Oh, it's the worst. And nothing. Oof, bad. <laughs> Do you have that tape? No, I don't think so. See, those are if the I, tapes
1: you need to keep. A friend of mine said, uh, "I saw that especially on dragging Aspen." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did it hurt you? Did those things ever hurt you back then?
1: Ugh terrible dude like no i just mean
0: industry-wise did it ever clip you a little bit like you know this fear of like oh if i do a bad set they're gonna it's gonna take me down a
1: peg did nothing for me ever that's
0: my that's my thing it's this this fake fear right that everyone goes if they see me do bad here da da
1: da. it doesn't matter most of the time no one's really watching and and the only way you know you have to sort of accumulate that rep that reputation you have to do it a lot well it's just sort of like i i think by and large i was somebody people didn't know what to do with Huh. you know like i was angry you know uh, clearly i was i was hanging in and holding on yeah. and had some respect but i did you know 50 conans i still couldn't sell a fucking ticket do you know what i mean it's it wild yeah i mean who knows when you're gonna congeal
0: was that part of the reason that the podcast thing birth, was birthed
1: no I, I mean that was no but what i was gonna say was um oh did it did it hurt me when when i tanked yeah I, like I thought personally, like, you know, I, I didn't no, think No, I thought they'd clip
0: you in the business a little bit.
1: No, it, it, it broke my fucking spirit.
0: <laughs> no, I, yes, Everybody, of
1: course. Because like, I remember like, dude, there have been nights like that, you know, that Chevy Chase roast was really one of the worst nights of my life. Why? And well, they sweetened the fuck out of it uh, because I tanked and I, you know, I'm not good at, I'm not good at insulting people unless I want to hurt them. Right. like you know i'm not I'm,
0: good at it either i don't like
1: that if, if i'm if i'm insulting you it's because i'm defensive i mean and it. it's preemptive and, and i'm, I'm like, fucking mean yeah i want on cut in there it's ha, not ha ha. it's yeah, i mean yeah, this yeah, yeah. i'm gonna say this there's a there's a way to do it i think i've gotten better at it as i've gotten less threatened but it depends who it is but i tank so hard at that fucking roast man everyone did until yeah. lisa lampanelli that's how she became a big star she was the only one that had a good set that she night. crushed yeah. So that night, I was in that hotel at the Hilton, and there's like two thousand people in that ballroom, dude. You know, and and I'm and I tanked, and I'm up in my room with my friend Sam Lipsight crying, going like, "I'm not doing this anymore, man. <laughs> not doing." It. In a tux, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam was being supportive. He was like, "It's okay, man. It He's wasn't like, that yeah, bad." You no, know, kind of. He was kind of like, it, "Well, it wasn't. You know, it's you know, it's bad yes. when your friend can't even muster up a spin go, on it."
0: say yeah it's not
1: that important no one who's gonna see it who the fuck cares
0: yeah there's that who could who cares right who cares is an easy way to get
1: out of your own way i have hurt myself in the career yes i've hurt myself in the business what do you think hurt you the most what did you do that hurt you the most what do you think uh i i and i've got confirmation on this man okay i um well there I, I fucked a publicist. That, that's not great. Don't do that.
0: Don't fuck publicists. No, no, no.
1: Yeah. No. Because if they get mad at you, consider what their job is. <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. I don't know what happened to her. That didn't help. That was, that was bad, but it didn't, it, I wasn't really ready to go yet. But I, one night when Comedy Central used to be a joint venture uh, by Viacom and HBO, and then it shifted totally to Viacom. And it had different owners. Not owners, but the people. They brought in Doug Herzog, Mm -hmm. who I think might still be there. I do. I think so. And, I mean, this is in, Jesus, early 90s. I don't remember when it was. But they brought in Doug Herzog and Eileen Katz from MTV, who I couldn't stand. Like, when I was coming up in New York, you know, they would do these things where everyone was doing these, you know, MTV had two or three different showcase shows, and you try to get on them. And we all did them. It was stand-up on MTV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like MTV uh half hour, MTV whatever. No, I
0: don't remember Oh yeah, that. yeah,
1: yeah. They they did a bunch of different shows with you know eight, 10 minute sets. Sure. Whatever. Showcase shows. There was a few of them that they had. Whatever. So Eileen Katz always bothered me, you know, because I'd I you would meet with these people and mm. they just I, I I always had a problem with the executives. I never understood that you 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 had to respect them. I did here's what I didn't understand, and and I tell people is that like when you start out, wherever you are, like here in this community, in the show business community, there, there are assistants for big managers that yep. are starting with you. There are people in publicity. There are people in management. They're all at your level. You're the new comic. They're new at their jobs and they're all going to go up. Right. So if you're new at your job going like, fuck you, who the fuck are you? You work for that? Fuck you. Like they're all going to go up and you're going to be the fuck you guy. Mm-hmm. So you have to you know, somehow figure out how, not to be a team player, but not to be an asshole just because someone someone else is lackey. Right. Because that lackey is going to be running something. Sure. It's it's true. It, it, every single time. Like there's a guy that worked for my manager that I think is retarded. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you think he is? No, no, I I I I don't know. I don't that word keeps creeping up on me too. I, I yeah. feel bad about it. But it is fun to say, isn't that? It, it kind of
0: is. Cuz it means something.
1: Yeah, but it's not but then you get into that old joke where you try to defend the word and it's not. You know what? You know why you know who it hurts? Huh. Not just uh, uh, intellectually challenged people, but their parents and their relatives.
0: Yeah. My parents have never complained. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that they have a retarded son? Yes, they
0: don't care. <laughs> but... But, okay, so this this young man is not
1: was not your favorite? Well, no, it was just that they all end up like... I mean, that's one of the reasons why I, I had to leave my management is because I had a manager who I'd been with for 20 years. That's the other thing about show business is yeah. that they... These relationships get stale, but they're not going to get rid of you. What? Why should they? Doesn't what do they that, care?
0: Yeah, they're just still making money on you.
1: Well, no. Even if they're not, they just have you hanging around. He might pop, right? And then if he does, like, then we'll jump in, right? That's right. But he he pushed me over to the to the, to the junior lackey, yeah. Uh, and I was like, gotta go, lackey. yeah. <laughs> but here's what happened. This was the great event. It was um, so. Doug Herzog and Eileen Katz from MTV took over Comedy Central, and I was doing a show at Catch Rising Star in its second location over by FIT, when Mm -hmm. it was, like, Mm -hmm. it was not a great location. But it was some sort of big event, and it was all these people from Comedy Central who had come, almost like a private party, you know? Uh. Ah. And it's just, my tone sometimes gets me into trouble. Sure. Like, if anyone else would have said this, I don't think it would have been problematic. But I was on stage and I said, "I'm really happy that Doug and Eileen have taken over Comedy Central, because I think all of television should look like a round-the-clock pie-eating contest. <laughs> and somehow did it kill? Well, it, yeah, you know, but it like, did well for sure.: Sure. Yeah, but it got back to them. And from, mm. from what I heard, from executives, from the time, yeah, they had a corporate retreat, like the following weekend. And Herzog was so lit up about it that he was like, "Part of the fucking presentation was, don't give Mark Maron anything." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the opening statement.
1: Basically, guys, said, thanks for being here. Let's not give Mark Maron shit he, moving it, forward. It felt he said it was like that.
0: Jesus. Yeah. And but. That's not even that. Exactly. But also, did you carry yourself that way around them? Was it a very like, ugh, I have to meet you because I don't, but I don't, I don't fucking care. I think
1: I was misunderstood. I think I'd like to frame it that way. Have you felt that way your whole life? Misunderstood? Yeah. No, I know when I'm being a dick.
0: Right. Um, Were you doing that on purpose to cats and Herzog when you would see them and say, hi, would you, would you project that thing? Like, look, I do it too, where they know I'm not happy about it. And my wife is always like, they can tell, be a little bit nicer. I'm bad at faking that thing. Yeah, at being yeah. like uh, I, How, Yeah. It's hard. And so I know when I do it. You know when you did it. And you know you probably did it and it so it it layered the idea that you didn't. No, no, those for people. sure, for sure. And I
1: and I don't you know, I don't I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I didn't know that it was a business. Yeah. Really. I mean, I just wanted to be a comic. Yeah. And I thought like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing this work. I want to be a comic and I want to be a great comic. And I thought it all kind of fell into place, you know, after that. But yeah. it doesn't, especially if you have those kind of weird entitled expectations. Like, right. I've been doing this. Fuck you. I'm good at this. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. That's not going to work. There was another time where I... But see, the thing these people talk and I don't... And I had no... Control There's one other thing I remember that Like I'm I'm still embarrassed about Give it to me I went in on a Like a, I got I got Like a A network callback Like a studio It was like a final callback How recent thing. is this This me. is a long time ago. Okay And I don't I don't Like I I didn't understand I was not a character Right w- What I was doing on stage The angry guy or whatever It was all real It was you right so when people are sort of like we get him yeah no you don't there's there's no control here there's no valve i don't get me i'm fucking barely keeping it together so they're like you know you're the new cranky guy i'm like whatever i don't know (laughs) cranky guy so so i i get this callback for this part of a guy who's like an edgy guy the word was edgy this guy's got an edge to him cool for it. it was the show was something it was actually a behind the scenes show at a music network or something. And mm. it, I don't remember who was doing it or what, but it was like all the brass was gonna be there. Like it was my it was a big network thing. There were real other actors, people I recognized in television going in. Right. And uh, you know, before I go in, the casting agent you know, it's it's one of those you know how those rooms are where you where you read or show up for everybody. It's the worst. Worst. It's not but it's not just like the casting director and the producer and the writer. This is like the network, oh, this yeah. is like the final the studio, thing. the network, right, the producer. Right. Yeah. So she comes up to me, she goes, Look, man, you know, you can really cut loose here. You can really, you know, this guy's an angry guy, so you do it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can and feel I, and I went in there, dude. I don't even know what happened. But it was like my entire life worth of anger just blacked out Bl- blasted it <laughs> Blast! i don't even think i hit the lines i was just yelling <laughs> at the entire infrastructure of a network yeah. just screaming and i got done and i could just see on the looks that like like they, it was like it, it wasn't even like an audition it was just sort of like do we is this is this okay right is he okay <laughs> a breakdown and, and like in the way the casting agent walked me out she's like okay okay you know like <laughs> had security come almost
0: okay mark thank you thank you mark
1: and that was so so cathartic for me but like in retrospect it was must have been just like terrifying and weird and how did that get go well yeah i get it i didn't get it (laughs) i know i mean this stuff is happening here's another like here's another this is another better example um this wasn't that long ago it was probably like it was like shortly after my wife left me, maybe two thousand seven. I had this, ba- I couldn't fucking before the podcast. I had nothing. I was, st- I was st- like almost done, so I had this weird booking agent. And this is another story about the uh, the manager, the uh, right with his friend. the ma- The manager, uh, the the lackey. Yeah. So, so now like the lackey's my guy. And I got this gig through this weird booking agent. She's a nice lady, but she books, you know, I don't know. She, she primarily deals with people that do one-man shows as historical characters. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a great Frank Lloyd Wright guy. Ooh, yeah. yes. Okay. Set me up. Yeah. So, But she got me this, this book, a uh, uh, college, you know, on some, on some one of their, it was a co-headlining gig with Tom Papa. And somehow I got booked into it by this woman
0: you and tom papa
1: yeah a co-headlining gig down in st louis obispo or somewhere i don't remember what it was. and for some reason man like you know tom's like hey i gotta you know get home for a second can i can i go first i'm like okay oh, okay and now i'm freshly divorced i'm driving up there with my buddy uh 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 fuck good friend he is a good friend i i'm losing my mind anyways yeah um and it's raining. It never rains here. No. Pouring. It's like torrential. Yeah. And we get to this gig it's half filled and you know Tom goes up there and does his clean kind of hey, Very so know? clean.
0: I was that's what I was going to say. I was like you two are not no, the no. same thing. And I get
1: up there like I'm like processing being left. And I'm like, you know. <laughs> I did some really difficult, you know, uh, uh, joke up front about Obama and about you know I can't remember what it was, but it was challenging. You, how you
0: hated that he was black? I, I've heard this. I've yeah, heard that, yeah. That joke. Well, no, but
1: it was a, a racially charged joke, but it was in the right, it, cor- it was in the correct direction. Correct, but it could be misunderstood just because people, you know, right do, when they, they do this thing, they yeah, go oh, before they is, even know what's he saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of those jokes, right, and that just fucking hits the garbage, just hits the floor. <laughs> Nothing.
0: That's why Papa's like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got exactly get in the car. I, getting out of here. He's driving already. He's driving <laughs> and I've erased him with my fucking horrendous negativity. <laughs> right. And I I have this bad habit where if I'm fucking gonna eat it, I'm gonna eat it hard and I'm not gonna get off. I like I'm gonna that. go long. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. sit down and we're gonna lean into this. And just dig deep. Oh yeah. Yeah, you like that I, I being in this like just I, no i don't like it but it, it there, i think the part of me is just like well if i'm gonna tank i don't want them to say that like i ran off right I, I'm, I'm gonna give them their money's worth sure i'm gonna keep trying and i'm gonna i'm gonna fight this out because you can leave and they can go that was interesting that was terrible but you know he kept trying he, he stayed he up stayed there Stayed up there look at him he stayed in the box <laughs> give him credit so I did that. I stayed in the box for like an hour and a half Holy on a forty shit. on a forty five minute set that wasn't going well in a big half filled arena. Did they walk with at all? Rain. Did huh? anybody walk? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you don't. You, you were black, You
0: were just in your own zone.
1: And uh, and I drive home with uh, Don. It's Don. Don. And and it's raining. And, and it was another one of those scenes where it's like that wasn't that bad, was it? And he's like, "Hey, no, man. I mean, you know, he had you had some stuff to say." I'm like, "Oh, god, damn it!" And it's fucking awful. Right? Just feel,
0: just feeling that thing oh, for an hour and a half on just, the way home.
1: Just, dude, it. I knew it happened. Have you ever done those corporate gigs where it's to like? I won't do those. You never did them? No. So I, uh, I've, I've had maybe one or two. Oh god. Would you do them today? That. No. If, it so, was, if the money happened. was good, yeah. No, I won't do them. I don't give the. I fuck the money. Um, I can't do things for money because like, you know, because then like that kind of stuff where stuff there, it's completely not something I should do. It's like, but the money, it's sort of like, yeah, but I'm going to get there. And I'm like, ugh. there were gigs where I used to get fallout gigs. You don't know they're fallout gigs until you get there. Yeah. You know, like Anthony Clark couldn't, I'm like, what? You know,
0: it's like, thanks for doing this for us. You're yeah. Like, what do you mean? What,
1: yeah. Well, the, you know, um, <laughs> we were you... supposed to have Bill Maher in like oh. oh, oh, cool. I thought you guys wanted me. There's no, no, one, we're happy that you're here. One time I took an event. I walk in, it's just like just husbands and wives at a thing. And these men were not me men. No. No, and I'm I'm rare. Like I'm there's not a lot of me men, mm-hmm. but these guys are definitely dudes. And there's an ice sculpture, and there's a buffet, and there's a mic in the middle of a dance floor mm-hmm. with no real different taste. There's no stage. Mm-mm. And this woman's walking me out and, you know, she's like, what do you talk about? I'm like, you know, AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, HIV, but mostly
0: <laughs> yeah. the transition into yeah. AIDS. You that's kind yeah, of my crux of my stuff. like,
1: yeah, drugs, you know. She's like, they like sports. Can you talk about sports? I'm like, cannot. <laughs> and I just sat up there quietly talking to myself on a microphone in front of an ice sculpture. Not one pe- Nothing. Yeah. So so I'm driving home from St. Louis Obispo, right? Yeah. And uh, the next day... The woman who booked me panicky, panicky calls me up. She goes, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. I did I did a long set. She goes, they said you did a late night set. What does that mean? A late night set. And I'm like, that's pretty astute. It was kind of <laughs> it was an hour and a half late night set. Yeah, She's like, like they're night not going to book my people anymore. I'm like, look, I'm sorry. Man, was, Just it,
0: say I'm not your people,
1: lady. Yeah, yeah. It, I felt bad for her. But then the fucking guy, the idiot and my management. The lackey. He's um, I, I, I call, He has no idea about this gig because he didn't book it and he's not even in touch with this woman. So he calls me up. He's like, how was the gig? I heard it went great. I'm like, you did not hear that. Crushed. Did not hear that. <laughs> and I'm, he's like, yeah, I heard it went great. I'm like, "Just let's just do this now and maybe we can move forward with our relationship. Tell me you're lying. I've caught you in a lie. There's no way in hell. The woman who booked it just called me and it was the disaster mm-hmm. you did not hear i did great he's like i'm i did i heard you did great just tell me you're lying stick to the lie great he stuck to it
0: yeah good for him <laughs> <laughs> he's like listen that's his job i heard what i heard yeah exactly all right yeah. i'm not gonna tell you who or where or yeah, how but, but that's did how i great. heard great <laughs> do you work with people now like that are you still do you have a team or you're like you have one agent and that's it no no
1: i got people you have a whole
0: squad of people still booking you I uh, feel like some guys get to a place and they dump all that shit.
1: No, I'm not that guy. Come on, man. I mean, I'm still, you, you know, I, I'm, I I, do nice theater gigs, nice yeah. theaters in some place. I'm not an arena act. I got I do got to you want to be an arena No, act? No, no. Yeah. Like,
0: what kind of, what would I do? They're a nightmare. I got to tell you. They're, they're, I know I talked to you once. Yeah, It's like, like,
1: daunting. Like, but like, you know, I just remember, like, we don't have to be specific, but I was like, you know, uh, yeah, we don't need to. No, it's yeah. it just
0: it. I, we've talked about it, you and I, and I, and I said the same thing that I've always said, which is, it's cool to be able to do it. You're like, whoa, it's wild to do this. It's beautiful and strange to be able to gather some, you know, be in a room with that many people. But it feels so like
1: not stand up. It's but, it, but it's a rally, yeah. Depending who you're working with, yeah, it's a rally. It's a rally. <laughs> you know, like, you got to because you, even think about like even like Kevin Hart is really a he's almost like a motivational speaker, right? Totally. So, like, the, it's a different thing. Yeah. Like, I still believe, like, I, I, it takes me a while to adjust to, to realize that even in a nice theater where it's sort of like, this is built for performance. Because in my mind, it's like, ceilings are too high. Ceilings are too high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. When you walk into a club
0: with too high ceilings, you're like, this is, oh, this what is are you guys doing? Bad. Where's the sound going to go? How'd you guys How do this? Gonna,
1: yeah, why is it like this? Right. Uh, sound system is very important. I'm very, del- like, I'm so fucking, like, happy when I'm, like, I walk in, like, pow. Whoa, this is good. I do love that. Right. In a tight, small room. Oh,
0: yeah. Like Denver, something underground like that.
1: But Denver's almost cheating. You're sort of like, that wasn't that funny. You, you guys are going a little
0: But I do like it.
1: That's oh, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a booster.
0: But, but because what it does is it, it it reminds you, though, that like sometimes you deserve a little freebie in that world. You know what I mean? Like you've been through enough shit gigs where you're like. I don't give a fuck that it's a little cheating. I, I need this. No,
1: no, I, I, I always go there. I'm going to go there. Like, I'm going to try to... Like, I, coming back to stand-up, I've only done, like, five shows. Like, in town or road? No, I didn't do anything. I didn't do any outdoor town, outdoor shows. Why not? No, why not? Fuck that. I've not worked to my cars, whole life.
0: Not the cars, but just outdoors. Yeah, none stage of it. Outdoors. I don't want to do it. I like it. I got to tell you, I've been doing the outdoor shows. Fucking love it. Really? It's felt so... Well, I, I did the cars once at the Magic Castle. With, uh, Burr was like... She wants your number. Do you want to go do it? And Bill was doing a fuckload of them. And I said, okay, I'll go do one. And I went and did one. And I had that feeling that you used to have where you're like, I could fuck quit. Comedy's bullshit anyway. Fuck all this. It's worthless. This is what we've come to. And then- I was like, I'm never going to do a car show ever again. So I never did another one. And I just started doing the outdoor shows maybe a month
1: or two I'm ago. I'm sure they're fine. You, they're you, good. For me, like, I, I think I don't, in my brain, I wasn't really ready for it. Like, I did fucking oddball. I've done like 23,000 people outside. That's, see, that's way worse to it's me. No, terrible. Yeah. But I understand how that worked. But for me, there was some part of my brain that's like, I don't need the stress of that. I don't, like, I'm, I'm going to wait until I'm home yeah. like like at the store or whatever because like I don't know what I've got I don't know if I've got anything I don't know if I need to do this anymore mm. but if I'm going to go back to it and figure it out I'm going to do it at a club because that's the context that honors what I do totally I don't want to go out there and try to pretend like I have an act in the middle of this shit show <laughs> you know for people you know wedged in between buildings socially distanced at, mm. at, at a fake nightclub in a parking lot <laughs>
0: so specific
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so true you know but you've done the store now yeah and do you like it it's great okay because i hated when i did the main room and it was like a quarter i didn't mind at all because like you know what brain i was in is sort of like i got to build shit you know and i you know i've got to talk i've got you know this is where this happens right and i used to do shows for five people Sure. I came up in New York. Yeah. I used to do the Boston Comedy Club on a Tuesday when we had to drag three people in. I, it's not there's nothing strange about performing for a half a house at a comedy club, right? We came up that way. You
0: just don't. You're, but you're so used to not doing it anymore. That's I why guess, but yeah. like,
1: but it's still not. It's not abnormal. No, you know it's what not, it feels it's like. It's not a
0: parking lot. Yeah, no, that's weird,
1: right? Yeah. So it's sort of like. But the, but see the thing is it's like yeah you got a late night audience but they're there at the beginning and they're excited. Yeah, they want to be there. Yeah, you know, you you do you're aware of each pocket of laughter and stuff, mm-hmm. but but they're supportive because they we're all trying to uh, readjust. Right. So I was uh, thrilled and last night I finally kind of really got into a place, you know. Well, see, I didn't mind the OR because that's a special thing to me. That's where I started. I said, don't put me in the main room. Yeah,
0: that's my thing. See, the main room that I did once and I said to, we won't mention names, but I said to the person that's there, book, and I said, I don't want to do the main room. Just give me the OR. The OR just has such its own working vibe anyway. The main room is just, it's just, it's still daunting when it's half filled or quarter filled. You're like, ugh, it feels so like. It's a
1: little weird. I did it one night and it was, it was
0: okay. I like the reciprocation of the OR, don't you?
1: oh no i love the And now it's like they're it's vaxxed capacity oh is that what it is yeah like they're filling it up see i you're right because initially this you had to bring a car or you
0: have to have a card or a negative test but now has to have a card otherwise you can't get in right that's
1: yeah, good i love it fuck those people <laughs> yeah everyone who's anti-vax huh whatever i yeah. don't care it's like fuck you we get that fun yeah now yeah we did it and it's private business so what are you gonna do fuck the vaccination passports it's not private business they don't uh, want you in that's there. right
0: bye yeah
1: fuck you, you don't want to serve cakes to gay people yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, yes. not gonna let you in yes. this is how the world works it, it is it's so funny that these like ugh, fuck them but it's <laughs> like it's good fodder but no the main room but you know the main room on a good night can be tricky
0: Oh no! That place no, can truly. be packed and suck. Truly, and it's all—it's only because of the 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 dancing of comics that went on before you. Maybe
1: two. sometimes that place is just stale. I don't get it. I've been there at nights where no one's doing it, right? No one can get them over the hump, right? And I don't know why. Well,
0: they, it, it's something about the vibe that happens. Sometimes, there.
1: sometimes it is the audience's fault. They are an organism. Once there's that many of them and they're tight, they're one brain, yeah. and sometimes it's it's shitty. It's when, dull. When I, I
0: moved what... to here in 06, where were you? Were you here in 06?
1: Yeah, you I was. Were... At, well, I was getting left by my wife, and then I went to. Uh, That's why I back came to here, New York that that in was 2007. Because I, yeah, because I don't remember us really crossing over. So I was away a lot uh, from like 2006 to 2008. Well, I
0: knew of you. I knew you, and then I knew of you coming and going. And yeah. You were kind of one of those guys because the club back then wasn't what it became. It was still in this weird kind of holy place and dull and empty all the time yeah. and guys didn't really talk yeah. to us oh really yeah it was just kind of like a young, young guys there were never really welcomed until i would mm. say probably 2010 is when people would chat with younger comics huh. it was a weird divide huh. when i first showed up it was like a don't fucking go over there i just would hang out with the improv
1: yeah i never go you never improv. an improv guy no because like uh, fuck them i don't have <laughs> <everyone, yeah. laughs> <laughs> why fuck them because they you know they they never gave me anything. They never helped my career. They never. did nothing for me ever. They would. Did you, you know, showcase the, for Bud at any point or no? Sure, way back in the day, but but then I was like, they didn't want me. You know, uh, if I when I got back, once I established, you know, one night I, I I headlined there, and Mencia came in and they let him bump me on my night, on at, your headlining at, night. Uh, yeah, at, out fuck. of spite because he wanted to you know feed me my ass some, for some reason right so he got up there and he did 45 minutes and i left about 20 into it wow and i'm like you're gonna let him do that fuck you i'm not gonna you know don't you think those days are over yeah but, but here's the other problem with the improv ultimately because the, the club itself is one thing but it's the the you know the the booking arm of it sure i don't know who's in charge of there over there but it used to be this woman aaron and She would always say, oh, we love you, we love you. I'd see her at festivals. Love you, we love you. And they just give me fallout weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, in papered rooms. And granted, I couldn't draw, but, like, they would give me, like, I was working in the Schaumburg room.
0: In Chicago, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, in the Burbs. Like, when it opened-ish, you know, I picked up a week on the fly. And uh, when I got there, it it was um, Rich Jenny's week that he had canceled and on the Saturday, he killed himself.
0: Wow! You didn't think maybe you're you should do that? You were like, maybe I'm next. Maybe uh <laughs> no, I died I'm on now. stage. There was no one there. They told all his people. <laughs> they were so, like, Rich killed himself, guys. Go Fifteen home.
1: people. I'm drawing at the place that seats five hundred. That's huge. So yeah, so I understood it uh, to a degree, but I. I just did. I don't like the way they run rooms. They're they're they've never been nice. The corporate element of it is daunting. Right. I never sell tickets that well, even at Irvine. So I, it's not my joint. Right. It's just not your. It's not your vibe. Yeah. It's not my venue. It's not my audience for some reason. Like my people. Like I remember one time I got booked at that Mall of America room, and like, oh, yeah. and, I, and I have fans now. That and then they had to drive out there. And go through that fucking rigmarole, my people will go to a theater. My people will go to Acme. My people will go to the comedy works. Or but, rock
0: venues, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't love those. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, I, if I don't have an option, I'd rather do a little theater. But And my, my people will go to independent comedy clubs. So improvs are not, they're just not my bag. Right, right. Uh, and I don't know who the hell goes to those. But I guess, and they always paper them. So in my mind, I was just sort of like, they did nothing for me. I will make them no money. i appreciate the honesty and like and i had an agent that i fired because he wouldn't stop trying to get me to do off nights at improv
0: that's probably because he's getting a a nice kickback from that whole political that's the other side of it that i don't really that bothers me so much is like i'm always like what do you have in with these people
1: that you want me to do i said i'm not working improv yeah and then he'd be like what do you what do you think about this tuesday do a door deal i'm like what are we doing and then like he did it again i'm like i'm done with you yeah and yeah. I even have another agent in mind. <laughs> just just
0: fly free. Well, that's oh. because they, but they all have connections and they have business. Look, Eddie, my dad always said to me, everyone's trying to keep their fucking job. And you learn it as you get older that you're like, oh yeah, all these guys are just wanting to keep their job. Yeah, They have the right things to move to the thing to make sure that they're satisfying whatever partnerships that they've created. And you, we are just chess pieces that they go, ah, I've got. I hate that. I piece. know that.
1: Yeah. And, and you're, and, and also you're a favor. That's That was the worst thing about me mm. is that, you know, I had powerful management, but I couldn't fucking give it away in TV or movies or anything or even getting booked on stage. But my management sort of, hey, do me a favor, see if you can get married or something. So every once in a while, I think I would have agents, but I, I really didn't. They were just favors Favorite. to my powerful manager and they'd go nowhere to the point where like years, like, years ago, like Berkowitz took me on. Really? Yeah at uh, his company, you know, cause, cause my manager said, you know, try to get him some work and it was just clubs then. And he was literally, he literally said months later, like, I, I, am not going to get you any work. I can't, sorry. It's not going to happen. I, it's nothing personal. I just, I can't. Yeah. Honesty is good. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, exactly. But years later he took me back on and said, you know, I felt bad about that. So now we're going to do it. And you know, he was fine. But when, you know, his guy, Joe went over to, uh, uta or whatever i went with joe because joe was always the guy who i was working with because you know mike was doing arenas yeah you know mike was you know doing international soccer stadiums right with my peers the o2 arena yeah yeah Yeah. and i'm like you know i get it but like you know this dude was you know on the ground with me so i'm gonna go with him. you shift it with him that's what i always say i go with the people the
0: acronyms don't mean anything when they're like you're gonna go over to this other place like yeah i don't fucking what it. i don't care it's a title
1: yeah i i like i like I don't know what they do sometimes. I was I was at WME for years, and I'm like, I don't know, and and I I just left. You just feel like I'm taking off. But then how do? You, but look, and blindly I have good people now. I mean, sometimes it, you know, it, it really depends what you want, what you're willing to do. Yeah. But I have like an I have a, a good guy, you know, over at uh, uh, ICM, uh-huh. and you know, he's he's an old timer, but he's not really an old timer, but he's a uh, he's a smart guy. I like him. And I right. like the team over there for what I'm doing. My management is, you know, they're great. He's a guy I've known forever. I ended up there and he's uh, he's been a- around for a long time and I like them over there. And my booking guy is Joe. So like, and I'm like, you know, I'm not desperate or crazy and I wouldn't, there's part of me w- would rather not do anything. Yeah. His next guest here. What's happening? That's male. That an animal. Oh. I, we,
0: that's how we get male.
1: Um, do, you, do you squat here or is this something you pay for? I live here. Uh, I live here. Do?
0: I have to do what i have to do mark
1: in there in the corner
0: <laughs> yeah in that little this is my kitchen my well, i kitchen can't believe app.
1: i'm getting so specific and i'm just giving names of agencies Yeah, who cares i don't know how well, you didn't say anything bad about it no it's just like i you know it got to this point where you know most of my visibility i created myself on a fluke i didn't know you know the podcast like i i was at the end of my tether i was at the fucking at the end of my rope and yeah. then like things turned around and now I'm okay and I save my money, I didn't spend money, and I can pull some people here and there. I've got you know, people who will come see me. Yeah, and the podcast does very well. and you know I've done some TV and movies now. And like but I'm not freaking out. I don't need to be a bigger star. I'm just trying to figure out how to, if I want to act, how to challenge myself, to feel like it's something that is not just a weird pretendy thing, how to do a role that's not me. Which Did I, you like glow? Yeah, yeah. You did. I did. Yeah. And and then I just did a movie over COVID, you know, which was crazy. But it was a guy that really wasn't like me. And I had to do an accent and shit. And uh, the director seemed happy. But I was like, I got to do this to see if I can apply these skills. Sure. You know, because uh, I can get away with it if you give me a role that's kind of like me. Yeah. You know, we I, all I can listen. No, some guys are too self conscious to function on camera. I'm not one of them. But a lot of comics, they're, they're sort of you can just see them like they, they can't get out of themselves. So. Right.
0: Well, because they want to do the comic thing. A lot of guys want to go back to the stand I, I don't.
1: I don't really know what it is. But some people just are awkward. Uh, it's stilted, you know, when they have to engage with other people. Right.
0: <laughs> right. They become uncomfortable and t- I, I like the acting thing, and are well, you good at I, it? I, well, I'm all right. I think I think I think your second half of your career, in my personal opinion, will be way more acting. Uh, then stand-up because I think you've kind of started to find a groove. I think you've found a lot of stuff that's really good on camera and you've done some really great stuff. And I don't want to compliment you
1: anymore because that's all I'm going to give fine. you. That's it. For I, now. Uh, that,
0: that's all I'm going to give
1: you. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I feel that because like even after my last special, I was like, that's the best I can do. And there's enough comics around. There's so, so much unless- stand-up.
0: Is like, what, what else do you want to achieve as a stand-up that you
1: already haven't done? I'd, I'd like to... Um, well, there's oddly... You know, my last two specials are the only ones that I really started to to sort of structure things. So, like I start to like structure hours and use callbacks and stuff. I mean, that started literally in the last two specials. Mm-hmm. I started to really like. I'm good at this now. Why not take the time to put things together and and practice and right. see if you can th- do a through line? Challenge myself that way. So there's some things I haven't done. I, I don't think I do enough voices. <laughs> <laughs> Mark,
0: um, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to do your show. Yeah. We end this show the same way. Look in the camera, say one word or one phrase to end the episode. When I walk off camera, that's how we end it. One no. word or one phrase in the camera when I'm gone. Uh,
1: um, I'm tired.
0: In here, we pour whisk whisk whisk,
1: whisk, whiskey creature in the ginger beard sturdy ginger like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse gingers are beautiful you owe me
0: five dollars for the whiskey seventy five dollars for the horse gingers are oh, hell no this whiskey is excellent ginger i like gingers